It's time to bed out. Welcome to Veg Out, where we're embracing plant-based adventures. I'm Adrian, and on this show, we chat about everything food, family, and fun. I'm a scratch cooking wife and mother of two who loves exploring in the kitchen, and I'm here to share ways to make healthy food, especially plants, fun, delicious, and sometimes adventurous for your entire family. Everyone, I am so excited, you guys. We've been away from the microphone for a few months. I mean, between the holidays, um, we've had career transitions, um, we've really had to spend some time as a family kind of goal setting and refocusing and really setting our intention for the year 2020, um, where we want to actually go, what we want to do, what our focus really should be as a family and where we're going. We had to take some time and actually write some things out. Um, You know, the word says to cast the vision and make it plain um, so that when we look at that, we can take it and we can run with that vision. And so we really had to take some time away um, to be able to do that and and we've done that and um, I think that we have some amazing things on the horizon happening soon y'all both personally and professionally for both my husband and myself Um, but in terms of veg out we have some new show topics coming for you. We are going to start um, more having more interaction on our Veg Out podcast Facebook page. So if you are on Facebook, go ahead and search for us, Veg Out Podcast. Um, there's also a Veg Out chat page that I started before the podcast. And so you can like that one as well. But we're going to start leaning more towards the the Veg Out podcast Facebook page um, where we're going to have some dialogue. We're going to start asking questions. We're going to start doing some polls, um, really get some more interaction going because I want this show not only to be about what my family is going through and and what we've learned, but I want it to also address questions that you as a community have. Those of you that may have been vegan for years or those of you that are complete carnivores, but you want to maybe make a couple of changes in your life. We want to answer all of your questions. We want to involve all of it. So we want to start to get some of that dialogue going on our Facebook page as well. You will also see more Cooking with Friends episodes. That's our live cooking show that we do as a family. Um, That's going to be coming back soon on that Veg Out podcast page. And then in fact, you'll also um, get to hear more from my husband in future episodes and more from my two children um, in in future episodes. We're going to actually have the Edgelets come on on a regular basis to share with you some of their favorite uh, veggie-based or plant-based recipes um, with you so that you can start making those things for your family. And I'm going to start asking them more about their opinions and what they think because y'all, when you want to know the truth ask a child. They will not sugarcoat anything. They will tell you how it is. My son is a little more soft-hearted and he knows how mommy is. So he'll try to sugarcoat some things a little bit. But my daughter, she's like, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. So we're going to bring them on the show um, a little more often so that you can hear from them. And if you have specific questions for them, post them on the Facebook page and I'll ask them on the mic and you'll get the real deal from the edgelets and from my husband. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome adventure. And I hope that you join us for the ride. 
please, please, please also take a moment after the show to rate our podcast, whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, any other platform that you're listening to us. Take a moment to rate us. Take a moment to leave a comment as well. This helps other people who are looking to learn more about a plant-based lifestyle find us and hopefully they'll hear a nugget a veggie nugget that is um, of information that will help them along in their plant-based journey so if you have ideas again on topics or questions that you'd like for us to address please share that on the veg out podcast facebook page and take a moment to like us to rate us and to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to us that would be hugely helpful So on today's episode, episode 12, we are going to be talking a little bit about um, my plant-based essentials. So when someone is looking to transition to eating more plants, they're looking to um, transition into a vegan lifestyle, whatever that's going to look like, whether it's going to be a meatless Monday situation, whether it's going to be, um, you know, I've, I've read where people are vegan until dinner time, you know, something like that, whatever it is, however you're going to involve more plants into your life, I'm going to share with you eight essentials that I have in my kitchen almost at all times that help me um, to create a meal, um, that help me to pull things together, that helps me to stay on track whenever we're presented with commercials and ads or we're going to parties or we're in the store and we just have to walk away from some things. I can come home knowing that I have these items, these products in my home and I can make a delicious, nutritious, um, plant-based meal. From these things. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. So, this is not my list of everything you need to have that is vegan in your kitchen. These are kind of some of the standard things that if I'm running out of them, I make sure that they go back on my list so I can have them for my home. Okay. So, if you are looking to transition over into more of a plant based lifestyle and you have been just eating dry salads and drinking water, I mean, there are some people who they just don't know what to do. They don't know what they can eat. And so these are some things that may help you with that, okay? Um, And so we're just gonna dive in here. So number one, um, coconut milk canned coconut milk okay they do make coconut milk in the carton Um, they do make a shelf stable I think carton version of coconut milk as well but I'm talking about the kind that is in the can like I think there's a brand what is it it's like orange and red and black I think it's Thai kitchen Um, I should have looked at that before the show but that's my go-to brand of coconut milk and I choose full fat And that is because, number one, it's not like fat has been added to the coconut milk. It is the natural fat that is found in that particular um, fruit that is in that can. So it's not necessarily added fat. Um, If you're look, depending on how you're using it, you can go for the light that the light version um, that does remove some of that fat from it. But canned coconut milk is so versatile okay you can use it um, as a base for soups so if you want a cream based soup um, like a chowder or um, I love mushroom and wild rice soup that's a great base for that any type of Thai recipe um, like if you have a curry bowl or um, you know any type of I don't know just a cream based something that you might make that might have a nice blend of sweet and spicy to it coconut milk is 
is my jam. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Also, it's great full fat, uh, full fat coconut milk to make whipped cream. You um, and so what you do with that is you would put the full can of coconut milk into your refrigerator and let it stay there overnight. Then the next day, whenever you're ready to use it, or you could leave it in there for a few days, but whenever you're ready to use it, pull it out, flip it over. So the the bottom of the can is what you're going to open, okay? And so you will then open up the bottom of that can, and what you'll do is you'll pour off the, um, the uh, actual water, like the coconut water, the clear part of that, pour that off, and what you're left with is coconut cream. And so you dump the coconut cream into uh, a mixer, like your KitchenAid mixer or a bowl with a hand mixer, and you whip that puppy up, and that makes a delicious whipped cream. And you can add some, some sugar to that, some powdered sugar, whatever you want to, to kind of sweeten it up, a little bit of vanilla extract, and it's great. Or you can leave it unsweetened, and it's honestly great on its own. So put that as a dollop on coffee or um, some fruit. Uh, if you make a cake or any kind of dessert, pop that on there. It is a delicious non-dairy whipped cream that you made from scratch, um, and you know all the ingredients that are in it because it's just pretty much coconut milk and it's delicious. Um, it adds creaminess to other recipes as well. You can use it as a base for cream sauces, so alfredos. Um, if you have a marinara sauce, but you wanna kind of make it a pink sauce, you can add some coconut milk to that there. And then also a great base in smoothies. So if you've made coconut cream, the way that I talked about in the refrigerator, you can take the liquid part that came from that and actually pour that into a blender with your frozen fruit, some frozen spinach, some chia seeds or flax seeds, blend it up and you've got a delicious smoothie. You could even add that coconut cream to your smoothie as well to make it you know, super, super creamy and thick. So number one in my kitchen at all times is a can of coconut milk. And a lot of times I will have two cans, one, not the bird, right? Two cans of coconut milk. One can stays in my pantry that I'll use kind of again as that base for soups or um, in, in smoothies or other dishes. And then one can is in my refrigerator that's ready to be kind of a basis, a thicker basis um, for whipped cream or you know coconut cream or anything that I might need for a recipe on hand. So that's number one. Number two, beyond meat. Now, I know that Beyond Meat is blowing up right now. I know that you see it a lot on Facebook. I know that you see it popping up at restaurants. Dunkin' Donuts has Beyond Meat in their breakfast sandwich, which is delicious. And now Hardee's is starting to sell Beyond Meat as their burger, um, a burger option and a breakfast option. I haven't had that yet, but I know it is amazing. Let me tell you something. Beyond Meat I mean, I've seen their ingredient panel, so you know what's in it, but I don't know what they do. I really don't know. I wanna take a tour of their plant to actually see how they make these products. I mean, it is amazing. Their burgers, you will never know that you're not eating beef. I mean, they're so wholesome, they're delicious, they're big. Um, a lot of times I would have to split them in half, like lengthwise in half um, to, to split it up with my kids because they, they couldn't eat it all. Now they're big enough to where they will eat it all, so that's fine. But um, Beyond Meat is amazing. Their patties, of course, are great as burgers, but I also like to take their patties and crumble it up to make meat crumbles. 
Honestly, I prefer doing that than using their pre-made meat crumbles. It's just a different texture, a different taste. Um, you may think differently, but I really prefer Beyond Meat patties and using the patties as crumbles. Um, and then um, I love taking their patties and again, splitting them in half lengthwise. So you kind of have two round discs out of each patty putting some sausage seasoning on it, and those make amazing breakfast sausages. I mean, they are so good. And since we have a family of four, you buy one pack, split them in, in, in half, and you have enough for everybody for the breakfast sausage. Um, but I think I've mentioned on a previous episode, we actually buy them by the case from the restaurant supply store that's here in the Charleston area. Um, that's how much we love Beyond Meat. So anybody listening from Beyond Meat, we love you. Um, I would love to take a tour of your plant. Uh, I would love to uh, sample some more of your products. I think you're amazing. Please keep up the good work and please keep pumping out these amazing products. Um, another thing that they make is their sausage, their Italian sausage. If you love bratwurst or smoked sausage, something like that, you would never know. I mean, they have seasoned these things perfectly so that it mimics actual Italian sausage. So what I like to do with those is I like to put them on a sheet pan and add veggies, broccoli, sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, zucchini, all these kinds of, of, of veggies and just pop it in the oven. Of course, drizzle it with some olive oil, some salt, pepper, garlic, onion, pepper, that kind of thing. Roast it in the oven and you have dinner. You can add um, some brown rice, you can add some quinoa, you can you know, add some mashed potatoes, whatever you wanna do as your base, but that is amazing and it is so good. You could even slice it up, so take one link um, and really it, when I slice them up into chunks, one to two links will feed my family for breakfast. So it actually does go a longer way if we're not really trying to be greedy. <laughs> but if we're trying to spread it out, it works. And so for breakfast, what I would do is just kind of, you know, slice them up into sausage slices and have them with potatoes, peppers, um, onions, at least onions for me, not for the rest of the guys, um, and have that with grits. And you've got a breakfast hash with grits. I mean, it's a amazing so that is something that I would highly recommend that if you are trying to um, embark on this plant-based adventure and you're not quite sure what to do because you're missing meat try Beyond Meat I highly recommend it I think that that would be a really nice replacement for somebody who is looking for that meaty texture that meaty flavor the meaty look um, and it would definitely be something that will help you along that plant-based journey. You may not even need to eat it every day. It could just be, you know, every couple of weeks when you're craving a burger, you're craving something meat-wise, that you enjoy that, um, and it, again, will help you stay on track. Another brand for number three that I would highly recommend is Field Roast. Now, I love Field Roast. Um, the interesting thing about Field Roast, though, is that their meat replacement products or their meat alternative products all kind of have the same flavor. So it's a grain-based, um, it's not a soy-based, just like Beyond Meat is not soy-based. It's a grain-based um, meat alternative very high in um, in protein and it's delicious they have um, hand-formed patties so they do have like burger patties but they also have frankfurters so hot dogs and they have sausages and their sausages i've seen come in two different flavors i don't know if they're more um, one is more of like your traditional italian 
sausage flavor. And then the other is like an apple, um, an apple sage um, flavor. They're both delicious. Um, Field Roast also makes one of my other favorite products that is kind of like 3B. <laughs> so not like a separate number four, but it's a portion of number three um, because it's a field roast brand of cheese called Chow. Now, Chow is amazing because um, it, 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 it is smooth, it's creamy, and it's a sliced cheese that you can put on a sandwich with um, a, like a veggie packed sandwich, slap a piece of that chow cheese on there, you're in business. Um, my kids love, I think it's um, Light Life. I think Light Life has a brand of vegan turkey slices. So they'll take that on a sandwich with some chow cheese and it is amazing. I mean, I don't, again, I don't know what Field Roast does in their plant. I would love to take a tour. I would love to sample more stuff that you have because it's amazing. I love Field Roast and that's another brand that I would highly recommend for anyone who is missing kind of that meat substitute or even that cheese substitute. And the cool thing about their chow cheese is that it does melt as well. So you can make a great grilled cheese um, with that chow slice as well. So again, highly recommend Field Roast, um, their, their, ham their burger patties, their hot dogs, their sausages, and their brand of cheese that is called Chow. And I think Chow also comes in a couple of flavors. I've, I've really only tried um, their basic flavor. I, can't, I, I don't even know what the flavor is called. It's just in a package. It's more kind of like a creamy white color, but I know they have one that might be like a tomato basil flavor cheese um, that I would imagine is amazing. Um, and so you could take their slices and actually, here's another idea, take their slice, kind of fold it in half. So you have two long slices, then fold each of those slices in half. So you end up with four squares, take a Triscuit. And if you have like the rosemary, the rosemary olive oil, um, or the tomato basil flavor Triscuit, add that baby on there. Ooh, it is so good. You're, I mean, you won't miss the things that you can't have or don't have because these are delicious, okay? So that's my number three. Number four, there's a brand of product that recently came out. It's called Corn, but it's spelled Q-U-O-R-N, okay? They have, now I've tried their meat crumbles um, they're okay. They're pretty good. Like if you were, if you were to use the meat crumbles in like a chili, um, it would be pretty good. I, I love it. Um, in a chili, but kind of using it as more of a base for like tacos or something where it's going to stand alone. Honestly, it's not my favorite, but it is something that is good. It's a good meat crumble replacement. What I absolutely hands down love about corn is their nugget. Oh my gosh, they have a, a, uh, a mock chicken nugget that tastes very, very similar to, oh gosh, like the inside of it is almost like a McDonald's chicken nugget or a Wendy's chicken nugget. Um, actually, I would say they, they resemble Wendy's because Wendy's kind of has like a breadcrumb crusting or coating on their, their nugget. Um, and these are delicious. Now I will say, so these are not soy based either. These are, um, I think it's like a pea protein and then they actually like make their own 
uh, vegan protein that they use in their product. So it's not a soy-based product. They do um, have a high-protein product that they use. But I will say that I don't, I don't think their nuggets are vegan because they do use, um, I think their nuggets use egg whites. Um, and so that is something, again, it's a plant-based product. It's not vegan. It's a vegetarian nugget. So if you're okay with that, I highly recommend trying it. I do um, use corn nuggets from time to time um, if I can't find some of the vegan nuggets. For some reason, my daughter doesn't like doesn't like corn, but my son, my husband, and I we love it. Um, and the other great thing about it is you get more nuggets in the package for the amount that you pay versus the other brand. So we'll use Garden, we'll use Morningstar, we'll, um, I don't think Boca has nuggets, but like that's another brand of, you know, kind of non-meat alternative that we'll use. And dollar for dollar, you're going to get more for your money when you buy Q-U-O-R-N, the corn um, brand nuggets. So it almost saves you money, um, which is great. But because my daughter doesn't like it, I've stopped buying them so often. Um, but I absolutely, hands down, love them. My son loves them. My husband loves them. One of the things that we would do other than just putting them in their school lunches as nuggets is when they come home from school as an after-school snack. You take three of those nuggets, you add a little bit of marinara sauce with a little bit of vegan mozzarella cheese and pop them in the microwave. And you end up with little mini quote-unquote chicken parmesan bites. And those were amazing. Um, my daughter would eat them a little bit like that. So I think she likes them with things on them, but just not as the nugget itself. But again, I highly, highly recommend corn as a brand that you try. Um, again, maybe for not a sole vegan meat alternative, but a plant-based meat alternative that is simply delicious. Number five, Nooch, or otherwise known as nutritional yeast. I am a huge fan of nutritional yeast. It was kind of odd at first because the flavor is a little different. Um, but what you, but what nutritional yeast is, it's different than like if you're a baker and you use yeast to um, make bread rise. It's not like that. It's a whole different consistency. It's um, they're flakes, so it's not a powder. They're flakes, and then um, they're yellow and not white. So like regular yeast is kind of white, maybe even kind of. Um, almost brown, like brown uh, grains is like regular yeast. But nutritional yeast, you're gonna see yellow flakes. They're kind of dusty flakes. And this is a, an amazing substance. So you can use nutritional yeast as the base for a cheese sauce or any kind of cream sauce, any kind of dish that you want to add a flavor that's similar to cheese. It's not gonna mimic completely cheese, but it's gonna give you that flavor, um, give you that kind of feel of a cheese-based sauce. Um, also, we pop up popcorn all the time, not, mi not microwave popcorn, but I take the kernels, some olive oil, put it in a big stock pot, and I pop popcorn all the time at home. And what do I do? 
I drizzle it with a little olive oil once it's all popped up, sprinkle some salt and sprinkle some nooch on there. And it is delicious. My kids will not eat popcorn without nutritional yeast on it. And whenever we go places and to somebody's house and they might have microwave popcorn, they'll eat it, but then they'll look at me like, this isn't like the kind that we have at home. It is so good, so, so good. Also, you can take it and you can sprinkle the nooch on roasted vegetables. Um, you could do that instead of Parmesan. You could also sprinkle it on um, any, uh, like, uh, well, I did say roasted vegetables, but more specifically like roasted broccoli, roasted cauliflower, anything like that to kind of give it a really nice flavor. You can also use it to make vegan Parmesan. So what you do is you take nutritional yeast, and you take raw cashews, and then you take a little bit of salt, and you process that in a food processor, boom, you have vegan Parmesan. And some alternatives to that, um, because I had roasted cashews on hand and not raw, I used roasted, salted roasted cashews, and I didn't add any extra salt. It was perfect. So just the nutritional yeast and my roasted salted cashews, perfect. I also saw a recipe where they did the same thing, but instead of cashews, they used almonds. And so I, I would imagine that would work out pretty well, but I like cashews because they're soft and they kind of have a slight sweetness to it. And if you remember, um, if you've been away from dairy for a while, you may remember dairy does have a slight sweetness to it because there is sugar and natural sugars in there, lactose. Um, and so it does kind of have a sweetness to it um, that whenever you are you know, enjoying uh, plant-based products, they may not have that sweetness to it. So when you use cashews, it gives you that added sweetness that mimics that kind of dairy flavor. So that's why I always love using cashews as a base for any kind of cream sauce or using it as a base for my vegan Parmesan because it's going to have a flavor that's going to more so mimic dairy um, than any other nut that you might use. So again, highly recommend nutritional yeast is my number five, okay? I have three more folks. Number six, beans, okay? One of the biggest things that I think people forget whenever they're trying to enjoy a plant-based lifestyle is the versatility and the deliciousness of beans. Beans are high in fiber, they are high in iron, they are high in protein. And those are three things that when you're not eating enough vegetables, so if you are a carnivore and you, you have not journeyed over to the plant-based side of the planet, which is fine, but you're looking to add more veggies, you may, if you don't like vegetables, you might wanna start with beans because beans is a great segue veggie. And then you can kinda of add in some more leafy greens and more other colors of, of vegetables, but beans are amazing. Black beans, white beans, um, and when I say white beans, I mean um, cannellini beans or northern white beans, uh, chickpeas, Chickpeas are amazing if you make hummus. You can also just drain them, rinse them, drizzle some olive oil, salt and pepper, and roast them in the oven or in your air fryer. And then you have roasted chickpeas. That's a great um, topper for soups or great um, addition to a pan of roasted veggies. Add some chickpeas um, for some protein, more, more protein on there. Um, you can also just put them in a bowl and snack on them. That's another after-school snack that I give to my kids, roasted chickpeas, and they love it. And here is another combo for you. Take 
the chickpeas that you have drained and rinsed, drizzled with olive oil, salt and pepper, and sprinkle some nutritional yeast on there. Pop that baby in the oven or the air fryer and they taste almost like uh, Cheez-Its, almost like a cheese flavored um, snack. So that's another flavor that you can absolutely go for. Um, also lentils. Lentils are amazing when you think about soups. Um, so soups that you may have added ground meat to, try adding some red lentils or green lentils because it's going to kind of give you a little bit of that texture, a little bit of that fillingness in there. Um, I also like adding lentils to my chili because I have black beans and chickpeas and white beans or pinto beans. But when you add lentils, it adds another texture in there, another filler in there. And so instead of maybe adding some grain like rice or quinoa, I will add lentils. And that adds another dynamic of um, a huge plant-based protein in there, um, more fiber. It's really, really good. And it's super duper filling, okay? Um, you could also use lentils as a replacement for taco meat in a taco shell. Um, what I have found is if you put anything in a taco shell, it's gonna be delicious. You could put cauliflower in there, you could put lentils in there, you could put quinoa in there, and it is amazing. So definitely give lentils a try. And then, like I said before, pinto beans. I put them in my chili, but I also make refried beans. So I put in a, in a big stock pot, a can of pinto beans. I will rinse and I will drain them. Um, and then I will add some veggie broth. I'll add some garlic, some onion, um, some taco seasoning in there. And once it kind of comes to a boil or to a simmer, I will dump it into a blender, blend that baby up, and it is delicious. And then when you add it back to the pot, kind of give it a stir a little bit, and that's kind of a cheat way to make it quote unquote refried. And the best way to have refried beans, our top two ways to have refried beans, number one, in a taco shell. We have refried bean tacos all the time and they are amazing. My second way is tachos. So my son named this dish. And so you basically take uh, tor uh, tortilla chips, lay them on a sheet pan and you add whatever toppings you want to, pop it in the oven. When you come, when they come out of the oven, they are nachos. But because you add pretty much taco toppings, he said they become tachos. So I love to do tachos with the tortilla chips, some refried beans, some diced peppers, some olives, um, some salsa, some lettuce, some um, you know diced tomatoes, um, and, and have that um, as a huge meal. And if you have enough veggies on there, that can count as your full dinner. You have your grain, your protein, your veggies, you're set. <laughs> so definitely do not disrespect the bean. Fill your cupboard with cans of beans. If you can find no salt added, that's ideal. And if not cans, grab them. Um, they have some that are in the freezer section that are pre-made and they're in the freezer. Or you can get the dry beans and make them ahead of time, pre-portion them into maybe one and a half cup serving so it, it's more of the same size as what you would have in a can. And that way you just grab a bag whenever you need to make a recipe. So beans are amazing. Number seven, seven out of eight. Number seven is going to be a plant-based milk. So if you're enjoying a plant-based lifestyle, you don't really know where to start, 
one of the things that you have to decide on is if you want to replace your milk. And I say if because you may be a type of person who never really liked milk in the first place and you don't really drink it, you don't really eat cereal, you don't really put it in your oatmeal or anything else. So you may not even need an alternative for that. But if you're like me and my family, we drank milk all the time. And so I had to find a viable replacement that was cost-effective and one that all four of us would enjoy. So my daughter and I, we really enjoy coconut milk. Um, I love cashew milk, but I think I'm the only one in my family that enjoys cashew milk. But all four of us will drink almond milk. And so as a household, we buy almond milk. And almond milk is um, basically kind of your standard. I mean, there is soy milk as well that does have a higher amount of protein. But if you like to watch your soy or um, watch that estrogen hormone, you know, deal that goes on whenever you eat soy, you may not want to add soy milk to your diet. We eat a lot of tofu and I try to have tofu um, no more than once a day and I don't have it every single day. But if because of that reason, I try not to use soy-based yogurts. I try not to use um, a lot of, um, I don't use soy milk. And whenever I have my meat alternatives, if it's a soy-based meat alternative, I try to make sure it's on a day when I'm not also giving them um, a tofu scramble or um, we're not having um, you know stir fry with tofu or something like that for dinner. I try to only have one soy-based item um, in a day and so that's something that you do have to be aware of. If you are watching um, your soy intake, you don't want to have too much soy in one day. So if you have a day where you had um, a bowl of cereal with soy milk and then your snack was soy-based yogurt with berries and then for um, lunch you ended up having um, you know, a tempeh bowl because that's fermented soybeans. And then your snack, you had edamame pods. Um, and then for dinner, you ended up having uh, a, a tofu stir fry. You have really overloaded your system with the amount of soy that it should have in one day. So make sure that you're just very careful of that, okay? So for that reason, we don't do soy milk, okay? Um, so just to kind of keep it easy for us. So almond milk is our go-to. It is very much a plain flavor. So I try to get unsweetened, number one, and two, I buy unsweetened vanilla. And I use unsweetened vanilla almond milk in all of my recipes that require milk. So whether it's a baking recipe, whether it's a soup recipe, whether it's a sauce that I'm making, I use unsweetened vanilla. Again, because even though it has no sugar added, it has a little bit of vanilla flavor, which almost adds a little sweetened flavor to it, which again, closely mimics dairy in that sweetness that's in dairy. So I love using unsweetened um, vanilla almond milk. When it's the holidays or when I want something that's very decadent, um, I love to use cashew milk. Cashew milk, again, has that natural sweetness already to it and it's a lot thicker. Um, it, it's a lot thicker in texture than almond milk. It more closely mimics um, what whole milk, whole dairy milk would taste like and feel like. And I love using it in recipes where I'm making like a chocolate mousse or I'm making a hot chocolate or I'm making chai tea, something that I want to be very rich and decadent. And for the most part, something that 
I'm probably gonna be the only one consuming. I will buy a carton of cashew milk and just go to town and enjoy it in, in all these different types of um, decadent recipes. Um, they also make chocolate almond milk, which is good. And then they make chocolate cashew milk, which is simply amazing. Like it deserves a moment of silence. So that's how good chocolate cashew milk really, really is. So I highly recommend that you try that. And last but not least, I have already mentioned it um, earlier, but my last kind of kitchen staple for you to have if you are embarking on a plant-based journey is tofu. Now tofu comes in several different forms. There is silken tofu, which is like super soft. Um, it's very blendable, so it's great for smoothies. Um, silken tofu can also be used in baked goods, so you can make a pound cake with it. You can um, use it to make cheesecakes, quote unquote cheesecakes, um, with it as well. So you can use silken tofu. Um, then you also have firm and extra firm as options. Um, a lot of times people will recommend in recipes, like if you're using a stir fry or something like that, to use extra firm because that texture is gonna be more like um, a diced chicken breast. It's gonna be a little bit a little bit softer, but it's gonna be closer to what you're probably looking for if you're replacing um, a, a white meat in your dish. I opt for firm tofu simply because if I cook it long enough, it will firm up. And number two, it's a lot of times less expensive than extra firm tofu. So I do most of my grocery shopping, no shame, at Walmart, okay? And feel how you want to feel about Walmart, but to me, they have great prices, and I don't always have to clip coupons and all of that stuff to get those prices. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not advertising for them. I'm just telling you what I do. So when I look at the tofu, uh, the firm tofu is maybe a dollar forty-eight, whereas the extra firm tofu might be two forty-eight. So for me, it's going to be more economically sensible to get that firm tofu. And if I do want a firmer texture, I will just keep it in the air fryer a little bit longer, or keep it in the oven a little bit longer, so that it does kind of firm up and get a little bit. Um, more dense in its consistency before adding a sauce or before adding it to a stir fry. Um, and that gives me the same effect, okay? Um, I also like to use firm um, tofu in tofu scrambles. So if you're missing scrambled eggs, tofu is an amazing substitute for that. Um, if you get black salt, and I ordered black salt from Amazon, I'm sure that you could go to a specialty market and they might have it there. But when you um, look at black salt, it is just that. It is black. It's almost like a, a slate gray in color. But when you open the pack and smell it, it, it smells like sulfur, so it smells like eggs. So it's not something that I would wanna sit there and smell, because I love to smell my food before I eat it. I don't necessarily smell black salt before I eat it, but I use it as a base in my tofu scramble because it gives me that flavor um, and that smell of scrambled eggs. And when you mix black salt with a little bit of turmeric to give it kind of that yellow color, and then you add your nutritional yeast in there for kind of that savory flavor, you add in a little bit of um, you know onion powder, um, you have a great, a great dish of, of tofu scramble right there. And you can add in some spinach, you can add in some pepper, some mushrooms, and you're good to go. Um, another thing that I like to do with tofu is I like to um, make ba uh, quote unquote bacon 
bits or even meat crumbles from it. Um, so you can make tof uh, tofu taco crumbles by adding some taco seasoning to it and baking it in the oven um, once you've kind of crumbled it up with your fingers. Bake it until it dries out a little bit and that can be the basis for your taco meat. I also like to add a little bit of liquid smoke, smoked paprika, soy sauce, and maple syrup to it and a little bit of black pepper. Um, mix that up, crumble it, and again, bake it until it dries out a little bit. And then you have bacon bits for a salad, for soups, um, for a tofu scramble, for anything like that you can add those bacon bits to it. Um, I've done the same thing, but instead of um, using taco seasoning, I've used sausage seasoning. And so then I have some crumbled sausage. And then I add my sausage crumbles, get this, to a portobello mushroom that I have added pizza sauce, some vegan mozzarella cheese, a little bit of diced peppers, olives, some mushrooms, and sprinkled that so that tofu sausage on there for a sausage pizza. It is amazing. It is amazing. So I mean, there's so many things that you can do. So hopefully you are not one of those people who is sitting in there in their dining room eating a dry salad with uh, lettuce and cucumbers and tomatoes and a lemon wedge and a glass of water and saying, yep, this vegan lifestyle is awesome. I mean, that kind of salad is fine, but for a girl who loves food and who loves to eat, it's not enough. And it's not enough to sustain me in this lifestyle. I need versatility. I need things that I can make taste differently every single day. I need staples that not only I enjoy, but my husband enjoys and that my two children enjoy because I'm not all about making two or three dinners in one sitting just to make sure everybody eats something. We choose one thing. And that one thing, maybe we might make a side that somebody likes and somebody doesn't. But for the most part, I'm making one meal per mealtime for us at dinner. And if we can't all agree, I'm not going to make it. So I'm not going to be a short order cook. So I need these ingredients in my kitchen so that I can make sure that I can make delicious and nutritious healthy food that my kids and my husband and I will enjoy. And so as you journey through this plant-based adventure right along with us, depending on how far you want to go, how much you want to do, how many days a week you want to eat, how many meals you want to eat, or if it's just something where you just like to cook and you just want to try, I just want you to remember that when it comes to doing these kinds of things, it's not about perfection. It's not about a label. It's not about a box. It's about taking small steps and knowing that you're doing something that is amazingly great and amazingly delicious for you and your family. All right, everyone. It's my favorite time of the show. It's joke time. Are you ready? What do you call fake noodles? Impasta. <laughs> you get it? Impasta, imposter. Yeah, I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And find us on Facebook at Veg Out podcast to keep the conversation going. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening to us. The more you rate us and the more you leave comments, the easier it is for others to find us. 
Join us next time. But until then, go rock some plant-based adventures.